Greetings, this is Ike. It's now time for demonstration. The time has come to demonstrate of this grace that we've been talking about and you've been listening to. Under the sound of my voice, I decree that times of deliverance and healing shall begin right now. I deliver you from any form of stupor. Be delivered. I loose you from any form of captivity. Be loose. I release you from any form of bondage. Be released. I release you from any form of soul tower that hinders your prosperity. Be released. I release you from any form of caveman mentality. Be released. I release you from any form of old mentality that hinders your prosperity. Be released and delivered. Any, <clears throat> any form of stubbornness and hardened heart that you've been carrying, I now break it. And I command your heart now to soften. And as it is softened, let the Spirit of God fill it again. And your heart shall be a new heart, a heart of flesh that is softened and not hardened anymore. Break. Any form of stubbornness in the mind, I break it now. Be set loose from your stubbornness. Loose. I set you free from for any form of impoverishment. Be set loose from your impoverishment. I set you free from spiritual adultery. Yes. Release. Be set loose. Be delivered. Healing. Yes. There's a person that's listening that needs to be healed. I command the healing upon you right now. Be healed. There it is. The healing anointing is coming upon you right now. Finances. Yes. Set loose. Whatsoever has been hindering and withholding. I decree it right now. <clears throat> that it's set loose. These. How, how is it that Mr. Cleon. Mr. Israel Cleon. That you speak and these things happen. This is what you call the keys. Keys are authority. All authority is him that speaketh unto you, whom is I can. Therefore, when he speaks unto you, these are his keys, his authority in the earth. That when he speaks unto you, these things shall happen. Be delivered. 
from stupor. Be delivered from your captivity. Be delivered from ignorance. Be delivered from your doubt. Be delivered from your unbelief and fear. I command the fear to go to those who are listening and been carrying fear for too long. God says he has not given you fear. That is of the enemy. Be set loose from your fear. Be released. Okay, this has been a time of demonstration. So thank you for listening to iGames Podcast. I will talk to you later. Bye now. Greetings, greetings. This is iCam. Welcome back to another session of my podcast. This is about uh, submission. And um, this is a prophetic word um, based upon... um, Based upon the problems, but this prophetic word shall be the solution to the problem. Submission. Submission is a key and vital thing in success and prosperity. Submission is is um, the catalyst of order as well. Without submission, there is no order. Without subjection, there is no order. Without being submitted to um, the order, there is no accountability in accordance to what you are submitted to. And this accountability is to hold oneself accountable according to the order that they may have right conduct and righteousness and be an example in where where they have this conduct in. If you go into their job, you cannot be without subjection or submission to the policy, to the rules and regulation, or else there won't be any proper conduct that you may conduct conduct yourself according to how they expect you to conduct yourself. If you were to go in your job and become unsubmissive, unsubjected to the policies and rules and regulation, you they will hold you accountable for your behavior. The same thing in the household. The same thing in um, business. The same thing in life. Unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness is your breeding ground for poverty, curses, disorder, disorganization, being disorganized. Submission is your catalyst to prosperity and success. What are you submitted to? Who are you submitted to? What are you mirroring? What you mirror is what you submit to. Submission is the key to success and prosperity. Submission is the key to bringing order in your life. Submission is the key to living a God-fearing, righteous, and godly lifestyle. Righteousness is where longevity is in all things. Unrighteousness is where short-term is in all things. God is a righteous God. He's not unrighteous. And he teaches submission through his word. Submission is the key for elevation. As the master God says, he looks upon his servant if the servant is submitted unto him. And when the time has come for promotion in his servant in the servant's submission, 
God looks over to see if he submitted unto him. And God says he will promote his servant because of his submissiveness and her submissiveness. A true son of God is subjected unto his master, whom is his Lord and Savior. A true daughter of God is submitted unto her master, who is our Lord and Savior. Therefore God shall bless the submissive and the subjecting son and daughter. Unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness is the cause of God not moving their hand on their behalf. Prosperity is a result of obedience. Submission is obedience. Unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness is disobedience. God doesn't give a rule and an order and cause you to be a curse. God's word doesn't teach you to be a curse. God, God's um, order does not teach you to be unsuccessful. The word of God is prosperity. The Lord teaches you how to prosper. How he teaches you how to prosper is also through his word. Submissiveness to his word will bring success and prosperity unto you. Righteousness, once, once again, as I said, is because of submissiveness. You cannot bear the fruit of righteousness if you do not have it within you. Therefore, you submit yourself unto righteousness, that it may frame you in the image of him who is righteous. Righteousness brings favor from the Lord first. God favors his righteous. For the favor of the Lord surround his righteous, not the unrighteous, not the ungodly. Neither those who do not fear God. It is those who are righteous. Righteousness equals submission. Submission equals righteousness. Favor is for the submissive. Favor is for the, for the one who is subjective. Therefore God shall favor his righteous, and the righteousness of God shall be with them, and the favor of the Lord shall surround them. Longevity is in righteousness. Longevity is in submission. The wages of sin leads to death. Death means that it must come to an end. There is an end. When something must come to an end, it must die. It must fail. But in life, okay, yes, yes, I hear you. Yes, um, the wages of sin leads to death, and it must come to an end. But when sin comes to an end, death does not exist anymore. How can we end death? When sin comes to an end, death must come to an end. The cause, the reason behind death existing is because of sin. When sin comes to an end, death shall end as well. Submissiveness and subjectiveness does not bring death. It brings life. The reason behind this, it brings increase. To prosper means to increase and to grow. Submissiveness and subjectiveness brings increase and growth. It does not bring death. So therefore, it is not a sin to be subjective and submissive. It is sin to be unsubmissive and unsubjective. Therefore, subject yourself under your governing officials who watches out for your soul 
and subject yourself unto the appointed leaders that God has appointed to you that you may not sin against your God. Free yourself and loose yourself from all forms of unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness that causes disorder in your life and cause you not to be successful and prosperous. The reason behind them not being successful and prosperous, not in one thing, not in two things, not in three things, but in all things, is because of their unsubmissiveness. And God says he's been watching it. God says it's time for them to come back to submissiveness and subjectiveness. Bring your temple back into order that you may live a blessed life. So to solve their problems and their solution and bring a solution to their problems, God said it is your submission where your problem is. It is your subjectiveness where your problem is. The reason why the problem exists is because of your unsubmissiveness. To fix the problem, you must come back to him and submit unto him first. Then to your appointed leaders. And that is the prophetic word from ICAM. Thus says the Spirit of Cleon. Greetings, greetings. This is ICAM once again. Um, welcome to another session of my podcast. We're going to talk about uh, the human temple and the belonging of the human temple. God said, You are bought with a price. And you are not your own. Which means that whatsoever he has bought back belongeth unto him. Anything that belongs unto God shall have him in it. You cannot belong to God and God doesn't protect you. You cannot belong unto God and God doesn't fill you by his spirit. You cannot belong unto God and not have the wisdom of God. Neither his word in you. You cannot belong to God and you not have his light. You cannot belong to God and not prosper. You cannot belong to God and experience his grace. Whatsoever belong to God, whomsoever belong to God, shall experience his grace and his spirit shall dwell there. In In the book of Genesis it talks about where when God says, His spirit shall not strive with men anymore, for He's grieved in his heart that He created men. When you read that scripture in the book of Genesis, and you sit down and think about what took place in the times of Noah, there's one thing that normally come to a fruition, yes. When the Spirit of God is removed from the human temple, what happens? Who does the temple belong to? If the Spirit fills you and you are no longer of yourself, you belong unto Him who fills you, what happens when the Spirit leaves the temple? The temple no longer belongs to Him. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. He who has the Spirit of Christ belongs unto Christ. What happens when they don't have the spirit of him? It means they don't belong. He who has the spirit of Cleon belongs unto Cleon. What happens when they don't have the spirit of Cleon? They don't belong to Cleon. Now, in the times of Noah, when God took the spirit, the spirit is the blessing. When the Spirit of God comes to you, or to a nation, or to a people, or to a kingdom, what does the Spirit do? The Spirit brings revival. The springs bring, bring um, blessings. When you get the Spirit of God, automatically your light turns on. Um, grace, spiritual blessings. When the Spirit comes, there is spiritual blessings that the human temple inherits from their Father. 
<clears throat> if a nation, a people, or a kingdom was to have the Spirit of God removed from them, which means they are no longer belonging to the Father. Pay attention to what I'm revealing here. In the times of Noah, when God got ready to judge men and the kingdom of, of, of this planet Earth, there's one thing that he did with Noah. He put the grace of God upon the human temple of Noah. He made sure he put the grace of God there and told Noah what to do. Noah was also accounted for his righteousness, for he was a righteous man. Noah lived to see 950 years in the planet Earth. You cannot live long in the Earth when you're unrighteous, when you're ungodly, and when you're wicked. The short-term lifestyle, the short-term life of any individual is because of their wickedness, their unrighteousness, and their ungodliness. Noah lived to see 950 years, 50 years shy of a thousand years. The reason behind that God made his temple supernatural to live that long because of his righteousness. And God began again with Noah. The point of this whole teaching is to remind you the Spirit of God is proof. Not only does God lives in you and your temple is his but you belong to him if the spirit of god is not in your temple then your temple does not belong to him if the spirit of god is not in a kingdom then that kingdom doesn't belong to him if the spirit of god is not in a nation right a country a state a city a town a borough, then that place does not belong to him. Now let's go back to, to the book of Genesis again. What happened when God took the blessing away from man? The only person that God paid attention to was Noah. Noah now was instructed by the father to go and build something and save his family. No one else was saved. The animals were saved. But not a single other human was saved apart from Noah and his family. When the Spirit of God departs from a people or a kingdom, their hedge has been removed. When the hedge is removed from a people and a kingdom, they are under attack by the enemy. When they are under attack, there's terror that normally happens. The natural disaster that took place in the times of Noah was a great flood. Floods are a disaster. They're not a blessing. <clears throat> I'm going to say it one more time so that I can wake you up. Floods in any town, state, or region, or any kingdom is not a blessing to them. It is a disaster. Anytime there's natural disaster, there is normally one thing that is missing from the kingdom. It is the Spirit of God. Pay attention to what I'm revealing here. You cannot have the Spirit of God and undergo destruction in your temple. Likewise, you cannot have the Spirit of God inside of a town, city, or state and undergo destruction. Destruction is a result of not having Him and not belonging to Him. And this podcast is to uh, continue... It's a continuation of the prophetic word that I just gave not too long ago in my next podcast on submission. This pride lead to destruction. Impure worship leads to destruction. 
Submissiveness and subjectiveness does not lead to, to, to destruction. It leads to order. A kingdom, a people, or a nation that is not in order is a people in disorder. Submission is the result of order, guys. When you submit, you're in order. People are just living without submission. This is why they have become so destructive. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. The lack of the Spirit of God is the cause of destruction, guys, as well. You cannot have the Spirit of God and be destructive. It removed destruction. So what was there before was death. The Spirit of God brings revival. It does not bring death. So destruction is because death is lingering where the destruction is coming to. What we are experiencing in such a time, in this relevant time that I'm, that I'm revealing here, with these natural disasters across the kingdom, from one place to the next, if the spirit was removed as it was in the times of Noah, and then the flood came, the flood is a disaster. What is going on in such a time as this in the year 2020? They too do not have the Spirit of God anymore. So they're experiencing destruction. What they are in need of is a revival. That is the solve, the solvent and the solution to their problem. It is the Spirit of God lacking what does not please God shall not have him you live a life that is pleasing in the sight of the father that you may have him what we are witnessing here is all right let me give you a simple understanding darkness does not bring blessings guys Destruction comes to darkness. It doesn't come to light. And because God is love and God is light, and when God gives you his spirit, light comes. And destruction does not come. What they are experiencing is darkness that reaps destruction, not light. Salvation is light unto you, not destruction. Alright guys, this is a teaching on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Yes, many have grown tired of hearing about the Spirit, but I'm going to warn them, never grow tired of hearing what saves you. This is going to save you and give you understanding of what's going on. This is the word of ICAM. I'm signing out. Greetings, greetings, this is ICAM. Welcome back to um, my next session of this podcast. And I would like to talk about spiritual adultery. Spiritual adultery is the number one cause of natural adultery. How so? The spirit that is in you is the spirit that is using you. Watch this now. Um, the Holy Spirit is husband to the human body, to the temple. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God as well. That is husband unto your body. If there be another spirit that is not of that husband who is God to your body, watch this now, is classified as spiritual adulting. That's number one. Number two, your heart 
if your heart does not have the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost, what spirit is inside that heart? If the heart does not surrender itself unto his husband or her husband, which is the Holy Spirit, what spirit is inside that heart? If there's no spirit that is present in there, what is influencing the heart to have affection towards another person? For those who are led by the Spirit are called as sons and daughters of God. The Holy Spirit is the husband. What has replaced that husband to the temple? Now, before, um, before I get a little deeper into this spiritual dargy, and as I'm talking to you here, more wisdom and knowledge is coming onto me, and I'm processing the wisdom and knowledge that is coming onto me. So I had to pause for a second. Spiritual adultery is the number one cause of natural adultery. And the, the reason behind that, the, the human temple that is under any influence other than the Spirit of God is classified that they have been controlled and used and manipulated by that Spirit. God does not manipulate you. He doesn't put His Spirit in you to manipulate you. Manipulation is of the devil. That's not God. It is of the devil. God puts his spirit inside of you to use you for his glory, not to manipulate you. For those who are led, to be led is to be prompted and to be willing and obedient. When you allow, you have the choice to allow. When you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, you are classified under his influence. Therefore, you are husband. What is a husband's job? To lead you, to guide you, to protect you, to provide for you, right? That is what the Holy Spirit does to you. He comforts you. He puts you on the right path of light. And he reveals to you and talks to you, right? What God wants to reveal and talk to you about by the Spirit of God. Spiritual adultery, guys. What is spiritual adultery? Well, let's, before we can even talk about spiritual adultery, let us define the word adultery. Adultery is where as you are married and your heart have affection for somebody else other than who you are married to. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. That's the, that's the first level of adultery. When your heart has affection for someone else other than your spouse. That's number one. Number two, the act of adultery is when there's an act that takes place between two human temples. After they have affection in their heart for each other, other than your spouse. And this act is normally affection or intercourse. That is an adult, that is adultery. Now, spiritual adultery is when you give your temple up to another spirit. Right? Other than the Holy Spirit, whom is your husband. Woe unto the rebellious children, Isaiah chapter 30, verse um, 1 or so, I think. yes, I think it's one, 1 or so. Woe unto the rebellious children who seek counsel, but not of my spirit. Whatsoever counsel that the human temple seeks when they enter into another world, which is the spiritual realm, if that counsel does not come from the Father, the Father's Spirit, 
which is the Holy Spirit. Who are they seeking counsel from? Watch this now. I'm about to expose something to get your attention. Heart mixture and heart sharing is not to be shared when you are not married unto the individual. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. When you go into a different world, which is a spiritual realm, and you seek counsel from another spirit that is not of God, God said in his word, woe be unto them. Woe means trouble. Wait, I'm revealing something here. If the Spirit of God is not in the heart and the mind, who are they mixing their heart and mind with that caused them to, to um, be caught in the act of spiritual adultery? If the temple does not want to go and do the wrong thing, then it's under an influence of what? Righteousness. Pay attention. If the temple wants to go do the wrong thing, then the temple is under some form of influence that is what? what? Unrighteous. Can the Holy Spirit, whom is husband, that is God, lead your temple to go do the wrong thing? No. The Holy Spirit doesn't produce unrighteousness. It produces righteousness. The fruit of the Spirit doesn't speak of unrighteousness. It is righteousness. Spiritual adultery is when your temple has been given up to another person, another spirit. Other than the Holy Ghost, other than the Lord of hosts, whom is thy husband, the number one cause of adultery is spiritual adultery. Check yourself, guys. Check yourself. Who am I under the influence of? Who is using me? Who is in me? Who does my heart belong to? Who does my mind belong to? Who? Who is using my mouth? Who does my mouth belong to? Spiritual adultery. That's what's been going on. Because their heart does not belong unto him. Therefore I, I say to you. Surrender your heart unto the Lord again. Okay. It's like I'm signing out. Bye. Greetings, greetings, this is ICAM. I'd like to um, give you um, some heads up on some understanding. Some, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some complete understanding of life, <clears throat> of what's going on. But um, there is something I would like to bring to your enlightenment. The spiritual realm is a different world. The spiritual realm is a world as well. <clears throat> By faith, the words, the worlds, pure world, the worlds were framed by the word of God, which means there was more than one world. Whereas the, the naked eye could not see the other worlds, because the other worlds were also spiritual. And if that's the case, judgment begins in the spiritual realm. When God created Adam and Eve, 
he had their, their flesh could not have come alive until God himself blew into their nostril life. And the only thing God could have blown into them was spirit. The breath of life. The breath of life is spiritual. Judgment begins in the realm of the spirit. When God makes a decision, he makes it in the realm of the spirit. So that it may manifest naturally to what he has created naturally. Spiritual, that the natural man cannot understand spiritual things. Pay attention. The natural man, naked eye, cannot understand the spiritual things because it's foolishness unto the natural man who focuses only in their naked eye. But the spiritual man would understand spiritual things more than the natural man because the natural, the spiritual man focuses as on his spiritual eye, including his naked eye. The naked eye is in the natural realm, whereas you can see out of your eyes. The spiritual eyes is where you can see what the spirit reveals unto you according to God's word, right? As well as the naked eye. Judgment begins in the realm of the spirit. Sometimes some folks don't even know why they're scratching their body. Or, or why they feel pain in their body. Something has happened in the realm of the spirit that caused their temple to be hurt. Something has, uh, has happened in the realm of the spirit that caused their temple to scratch or so. Something has caused their temple to be fidgety, without rest, without peace. Right? To cause their natural, natural side to be affected. Judgment begins in the realm of the spirit. When God makes a decision, he makes it where you cannot see. Then you can see. The reason behind me saying this, is many has been asking, why has there been so much natural disasters? Is because of what's spiritually not there. When God took his spirit away from the people in the times of Noah, he took the grace of God away from them. Judgment began in the realm of the spirit. So God judged himself from them and said he, he, he was sorry that he made man. He took the spirit away from them and did not look upon them no more. Guys, when this happens, when the spirit of God departs from a person, there's only one thing that's going to happen. It's a natural disaster. The whole purpose of me teaching you guys this is for you to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what is going on in this life in such a time as this. Disasters are not because of pleasing God. It's because they do not please God. That's why there's disasters, not just natural disaster. We're talking about temple disasters. Judgment begins in the realm of the spirit. When God corrects a person, he doesn't always have to correct him like the natural man does. He corrects them in the spiritual realm by taking away and removing certain grace that they cannot function in or walk in anymore. A people who are in lack of the grace of God has been judged by their father because they don't please their father anymore. Therefore, they have been judged. Never compare God's judgment to a man's judgment because his ways are higher than a man. He sees all things that a man does not see. Therefore, God judges them in another dimension first and then the prophet or those who have been prophesied for God and speaking for God will prophesy what the Lord has done unto the kingdom or the people they only speak for the Lord therefore they can only say what the Lord has done or is going to do this teaching is for us and for you and for whoever is listening to pay attention guys Spiritually, God judges the temple so that the temple may be affected by his judgment. 
God judges his kingdom in that way as well. All right, this is just a, a short teaching on the spiritual realm and how God operates so that you may understand how to please your father again, that no kind of judgment may take place in the realm of the spirit that affects you naturally, that cause you to be naturally unsuccessful and improper and unprosperous. Okay? Thank you guys for listening to iCamp's podcast. You have a wonderful day. Greetings, greetings. This is iCamp. This is Oakley and Andre McLeod. Welcome back to another session of my podcast. And today I will be talking about the businesses of God and um, the importance of the business of God, which is the business of our Father, the Father's business. And I would like to um, explain when God um, has business, we are not to disrespect God's business. And we are to respect His business because His business makes the kingdom better. Any business of God that is given by God, instructed by God, under His influence, it is to make the kingdom better for Him and for those who live in the kingdom. So a son or daughter will say, I'm about my father's business. Because the, the business of their father, God has chosen them for. And He has anointed them and graced them with with um, grace to partake and to fulfill the business. So the business is an aid, a success, a blessing to the kingdom, to the people, to the community, to the nation, and to whoever it is that it's appealing to. The business of God is not to be interfered with, neither be withheld from, neither is it supposed to be um, disrespected because it's detrimental to the community, to the people, and to the kingdom that it is serving. The Father's business is normally about salvation. However, we cannot have only just salvation without any form of business mentality and ideas. God is about saving the people. Why does the people need to be saved? What is the whole purpose of salvation? What is the whole purpose of them being saved? What are they being saved from? I thought they're just living their life and living good. No. The people need to be saved because they have become lost, dead, and confused. That's the whole purpose of salvation and salvational business. To save the lost, to save the, to, to revive the dead, and to bring them back home to their Lord. Their home is where they are citizen of, which is their Lord and Savior, who will save them to bring them back to their Father. Such business cannot be interfered with. Neither can you put a, a stop to a business like that, because you will cause God to judge the kingdom, the people, the community or wheresoever it is serving. Remember that the business of God is to make the kingdom better and to make the people better. If you interfere or disrespect with a business like that, you're you're going to be interfering with the lives of the people and the betterment of the kingdom. So it's imperative not to interfere with the business of God and what he has instructed the people, the person, the individuals, the personnels, or the city, the town, the state, continent, or whoever it is that has been placed in position of leadership to conduct their business to make the kingdom better. This is important news and a message to those who have been in salvation or work, in whatever business, in the five mountains, the seven mountains. We are to respect such businesses. We are not to disrespect them. We are to support such business. We are not to withhold support. If we want a better kingdom, a better community, a better people, a better nation, if we want better for tomorrow, what is positive influence upon the people and the kingdom, withhold not your support from them. 
lest God judges you and judges the people and judges whoever it is that's not supported them. The next <clears throat> level of understanding, wheresoever the grace of God is, now I'm talking, I'm talking about the supernatural here, wheresoever the supernatural grace of God is in whatever business or whatever the person is doing, it's imperative to respect the supernatural grace upon a person's life because a human did not give it to that person. It was the God that created the temple that gave it to that person or people or personnel. The supernatural grace of God is an aid to the person, the people or the pe- or the personnels that has been given it to. The supernatural grace of God is to better the kingdom and better the people. Wherefore, God has used an agent who says, I will. Thank you for choosing me, God. I will do your will. So it is imperative not to disrespect or withhold your support from such a person because they have a positive influence in the kingdom. You never want to disrespect positivity. You allow positivity to increase and it cause negativity to die. Positive influence, positive vibes, positive atmosphere. You want an outcome of positivity, never the outcome of negativity. You stay away from negative people. You stay away from what is negative. Negativity does not bring success and prosperity. It hinders your success and your prosperity. Stay with positive people who will bring positive influence upon you and in your life. You stay away from people who are negative, who bring negative influence, who does not bring success and prosperity unto you. Okay? So, I'm going to close this off. Respect the business of God. Respect the business that He has chosen. Respect the business that He has placed in the kingdom to make you better, to make your children better, to make your community better. Respect it. And as you respect it, God says he shall bring a respect upon you in your family, in your community, in your children, and in in your family's life. That's my closing comment on the the business of God. Okay, guys, you have a wonderful day. This is ICAM, Izzo Cleon, Andre McLeod, signing out. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Greetings, greetings. This is ICAM. Welcome back to another um, podcast. Um, doubt I've been thinking about something and I've been seeing many um, poor decisions being made in many lives of the people. That's um, because of doubt. Doubt is the hindrance of success and um, prosperity to another level. Doubt is the, the, um, the roadblock that hinders them from increase in the way God desires them to increase. Doubt is the, is the, is the cause of many um, premature death that took place in many of the lives of the people, whether it be business, ministry, or even their own life. You cannot live a life of doubt and expect to be successful. Doubt is a killer, right? To be fearful, to be an unbeliever, and to be a doubter, it's it's one of the things that end that ends what God wants for you. Doubt is a killer. Never allow a person doubtful speaking and behavior to hinder your success. Neither what God has in store for you. Doubt that comes from um, negativity is a hindrance to true, true um, grace and prosperity. And the reason why many have not obtained the next level of grace and prosperity is due to their doubt and their negativity that that comes from doubt. As you believe, it happens. When you don't believe, it doesn't happen. So, let uh, let us remove doubt and negativity from your life. That you may walk in the grace of God and that you may prosper in, 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 in God's way of prospering not just in your naked eye prosperity but in the next level of prosperity that God has for you
and there's a vague understanding that I just gave to you because it's, it's lacking more information but I had to give it to you in such manner that you may have the understanding of what I'm telling you run away from doubt don't run to it run from it because it does nothing to you nothing good for you run away from doubt okay this is ICAM signing out goodbye now Greetings, greetings. This is ICAM. I would like to make an announcement, a quick announcement. <clears throat> ICAM is Oakley and Andre McLeod is now the ruler. Six times the ruler. From heaven to earth. All grace, all authority, and all power is him. Four highly kingly scepters is him. Four pens that governs the worlds that those scepters and those pens have been placed over has been fully budded and, and answered. Yes, ICAM is also the government of heaven and earth. He is the word of God. The sword of God and the sword of the Lord is him. For what proceeds out of his mouth is a double-edged sword. Which is the sword of God and the sword of the Lord. His writings is now the new order and the new word of God which is the sword of God and the sword of the Lord. Icam is the new beginning. Heaven has ushered in a new beginning. This new message is about the new beginning. This message has come from heaven to planet earth to teach them of what took place of this new beginning. There is a changing of the God. Yes, there is a changing of the God. And the name of the God. Salvation is now Him. Redemption is now Him. Sanctification is now Him. Justification is now Him. Eternal life is now Him. Purification is now Him. Protection is now Him. <clears throat> Welcome to the new beginning. Welcome to the reign of ICAM. Welcome to the body of ICAM. <clears throat> Welcome to the reign of Cleon movement. Welcome to the new movement with the new message from heaven. Welcome to a spirit-filled, anointed, empowered movement. For this movement began inside the household across the entire kingdom. I reintroduce you to the new beginning once again. <laughs> the second. The second coming. Israel Cleon Andre McLeod. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Signing out. Greetings, greetings. This is ICAM. <clears throat> Short announcement. The house of ICAM is the house of heaven. For heaven is ruled by ICAM. And this earth is also ruled by him. Satan time is up. His time is expired. Therefore, he shall no longer rule the people that belong unto God. And even those who do not belong unto God. 
Once again, the house of ICANN is the house of heaven. That is a special announcement from ICANN. Greetings, greetings. This is ICAM. Special announcement. ICAM is the king of Israel. Not only is he the Israel, but he's also the king of Israel. The holy city of Jerusalem is also him. And that is a special announcement. Hey, this is Izzo Cleon. Andre McLeod. Um, I'd like to make an announcement. Is O'Cleon Andre McLeod, also known as ICAM, will be working together with Dancehall. Um, Dancehall reggae and Dancehall music and everything from this day forward. Alright, this is ICAM signing out. Greetings, greetings, this is ICAM. Welcome back to another session of my podcast. I'd like to make an announcement. And this announcement as is, ICAM will be working together with the stars in the kingdom of Earth across this entire kingdom. Stars from different places, different um, avenues, different um, different uh, mountains, Um I will, work in, I will be working with the stars them in music, such as dancehall, dancehall music, um, um, R&B, hip hop, rap, um, soca, calypso, and even in the gospel industry, as well as always. And I will be working with movie stars. <clears throat> I'll be working together with them, coming shortly as of as of today. And I'll be working with certain um, political stars, politician stars, and uh, many other um, governmental stars as well. Today, I will we'll begin the journey of, of, of us working together, getting the job done, and moving on to a better kingdom. So seven mountains of stardom, those who are uh, stars in those mountains, I will be working together with you from this day forward. Um, in, in accordance to what you are star in, I will meet you there in your stardom. And then you will know that it is me who has arrived, even in thy temple. Okay? Thank you for listening to my podcast. This is a special announcement that I can will be working with the stars. Welcome back to my podcast. I'd like to make an announcement on um, my team, my um, ministry team that I have chosen. But I'd like to make one announcement about one person. He He's a great person, but he, he believes in God and he's strong in his faith. So, Pastor J.M., I anoint you and appoint you to a pastoral position and you shall be great in your position and you shall win many for the Lord win many souls for the Lord and you are gifted and when God gets ready to use you for for his glory you shall have the grace of God in your life and I release you into your pastoral training and I anoint you for this position and I appoint you to this position okay this is ICAM the father speaking it over Pastor James M receive my word thank you guys for listening to this podcast signing out greetings greetings this is ICAM welcome back to uh, another podcast today I would like to make an announcement 
on behalf of some of my um, fellow um, ministry partners and and um, brothers and sisters. But today I will start with um, <coughs> excuse me with uh, Prophet Roel, Deputy Prophet Roel. <coughs> God has anointed you and appointed you and gifted you to do His work, and God has called you for His purpose. God says his hand is upon you and you shall prosper in the work that he has called you to to do. Your son, your son is also a prophet. God has placed him in a prophetic chair, even in a young age. And he will grow up to be a strong prophet for God's will in the earth. But you shall be his guide and his help to teach him and to train him how to be a successful servant of the Lord and not to worship any idol. God says that your ministry shall prosper and he, your wife, yes, he's doing something for your wife as well. The hand of the Lord is upon her as well and she too shall prosper and you guys shall have a prophetic household. This household shall be a prophetic household, strong in the prophetic. The giftings of the, of the prophet shall manifest when you guys work together and even when you are in your private time alone the gifts of the spirit shall be manifested when you say yes unto God in what he has called you to do for him even in the earth thus says the spirit of Cleon welcome back to my podcast this is ICAM um Anyone who likes to support Ikem's work, his ministry, his um, his authorship, his um, his podcast, his writings, you can donate to Kingdom uh, PayPal dot me forward slash Kingdom Ministry Int, not the full international, but int um, PayPal dot me forward slash Reign of Cleon. Or you can go to cash that me um, forward slash the reign of Cleon. And these are the outlets publicly that has been revealed that you can support his doing, his writing, his authorship and his ministry to um, bring to pass a great cause in the earth. Okay, thank you once again for your support and for your listening ears and for your love. This is ICAM signing out. Have a wonderful day.